What's up, everyone? This is James Quilty, and welcome to another episode of the Beyond Your Faith podcast. Today, I want to talk about the principle of the two shall become one. If you are married or if you aspire to be married, I think that this principle will not only benefit you, but it'll also help you to have a more successful marriage. So let's go ahead and get to it. As followers of Christ, we know the reward that awaits us at the end of our lives. The big question is, how do we live our life here on earth as we walk towards eternity? Is it a sin to want to earn more money than what I already have, or should I be grateful for just getting by? Do I stay single like Paul, or do I get married? Am I less righteous for wanting a nice home or a new car? And is God more pleased with me if I'm in shape than if I was unhealthy? These are the questions that I had years ago, and through the scriptures, I found timeless principles that not only answered these simple questions, but unlocked a path to an abundant life that Jesus talked about. My name is James Quilty. Join me as I seek, share, and learn to apply the simple principles hidden in the Bible that teach us how to be successful in this life the way God intended. Welcome to the Beyond Your Faith podcast. So before I started this episode, I was actually going through my um, episode list, my analytics, and I do that periodically because I want to know what episodes people are listening to and which ones um, they're not listening to, right? Because uh, yes, uh, this whole podcast I put together, one, just kind of share the things that I'm learning, and also, uh, I also I also want it to be something that... Uh, will be uh, passed on you know, to, to my children, my kids. It's almost like a recording of all the things that um, I have learned that I'd want them to, to know about if I was never here. Does that make sense? And it was interesting that one of the highest uh, episodes, um, other than you know my, my story and why I started you know, this podcast, was um, an episode that I did about how to bulletproof uh, your marriage. And it made me started to think, I was like, wow, you know, I never really thought about um, a lot of people are struggling with their relationships. And outside of your relationship with Christ, that relationship with your spouse is one of the most important relationships. And we don't spend a lot of time trying to learn and uh, being able to apply things that will allow that relationship to be successful. Does that make any sense? So I think that, you know what, I'm going for the next few episodes, I'm going to pass on some things that I have learned through uh, my marriage and some mistakes that I've made. So hopefully it will be a benefit uh, not only to you, but if you're listening to this and you're not married and you want to be married, that this will alleviate a lot of the uh, stress and uh, mistakes that I have made. Does that make sense? So like I said in uh, the intro, I want to talk about the principle of the two shall become one. Now, I want to be honest. When I first uh, read that in your principle in uh, Genesis, the first thing that you know I thought that came to mind was uh, you know God was talking about um, you know your husband and your wife being intimate together, right? And I was like, woohoo, yeah, that's what I'm talking about, right? I and mean, we all you know thought that, and but it wasn't uh, until you know just you know recently that that principle took on an entirely new meaning, and that is what I wanted to. Uh, to talk about. So to kind of you know share a little bit of a backstory. So me and my wife recently got uh, turned on through um, her her sister and also her mother to uh, this uh, series 
that is on uh, uh, Stars called uh, Outlander. Now it's it's a fantasy in your story, but it's also a um, romantic, you know, uh, story. It's a love story, right? And um, I'm going to be a little disclaimer, okay? So if you wanted to go, uh, you know, check that out. My wife and I have. Uh, we have actually you know, downloaded a program. It's called Vid Angel that filters out all of the inappropriate things. All right, and we have set filters on that. And I want to uh, to be clear. So even though we may be watching you know things of the world, we filter things out so we are not influenced by that. And I'm talking about language. I'm talking about nudity. I'm talking about um, you know inappropriate uh, scenes. Does that make sense? Um, so we filter all of that stuff out, but the uh, entire storyline is just, you know, really fascinating. And so it's something that, you know, we look forward to. And so when we have our, you know, time together, you know, that we'll put on an episode and it's, you know, it's a time for us, you know, to kind of, you know, share and connect and just enjoy something with, uh, each other. Right. And so there, uh, this, this past, you know, weekend we had, we had come back, uh, from a camping trip that we did with our kids. And we were all beat. You know, we spent like, you know, uh, you know, three days out in the wilderness. We were all stinky and gross. We came home. We just wanted to shower and we just wanted uh, to relax. And so on the weekends, um, you know, like on Friday night, um, you know, Saturday, you know, and then sometimes like on Monday, my wife and I, you know, after we've already, you know, taken care of the kids, you know, we allow them, you know, to, uh, you know, put something on that they would like to watch. And then we go into our bedroom and then we, you know, watch like an episode or two um, of of Outlander, right? And it's it's really amazing. And I love, you know, how it just, it, it's something that, you know, we uh, enjoy. But there was this, this last episode, there was a scene on there where the characters are, you know, they are um, in um, early colonial uh, times and they're in uh, America. And this is before the American Revolution, and so um, one of the other uh, characters, Jimmy Fraser, you know, and his wife, they uh, were given a grant of like um, like a hundred acres or something like that, ten thousand acres, um, to start uh, settlements, you know, for the uh, the British uh, Empire, and so it's in uh, North Carolina, and they're just you know starting, and you could see kind of the struggles, you know, they they uh, had the the map, they they signed uh, the the grant, and uh, you know they also started going around putting all the low the boundaries right and um, you know, one of the, uh, the the final scenes, as they were dreaming together, they were standing on a ridge, and it just overlooked this beautiful scenery in North Carolina, and it had this river and trees, and it was, like I said, it was it was just amazing, right? And they were holding each other, and they were talking about their dreams of the future, and that they were going to call their settlement Fraser Ridge, right? And it was really awesome. And you know, I kind of you know, um, afterwards, I, I turned you know, to my wife and I said, you know. Wouldn't that be amazing if we could you know, do something like that? You know, and we can call it like Quilty Ridge, right? And we could start, you know, building our little, you know, settlement. And we just started, you know, talking together. And, you know, she kind of laughed and she goes, yeah, that would be awesome. Because I'm always trying to, you know, to tell her, it's like, you know, we need to find a place where we can build a log cabin. <laughs> and if you know my wife, she is like, we need running water. You know, stop trying to get me out into the woods, you know. Um, but, you know, the, and, and it's not about, you know, um, you know, unplugging from, 
you know, technology or anything like that, or, you know, uh, and, you know, being like a prepper or, you know, like a doomsday, you know, person where, you know, we want to separate, you know, from society, but it's just, you know, kind of, you know, going back to a simpler type of living, right? And and that's, you know, what I, you know, keep uh, communicating with uh, with my wife. And so anyway, after this episode, I told her, I said, wouldn't that be great? And she's like, yeah, that would be, uh, you know, awesome. And, um, you know, we kind of, you know, left it at that. And then, uh, the, the next day after, uh, it was Monday, we, uh, went back, uh, you know, to work. Um, you know, uh, I had, you know, been doing some stuff and, uh, you know, I had this, you know, idea that, you know what, I'm going to screenshot that last scene. And I sent it to her, you know, with just the tagline, you know, Quilty Ridge. And, you know, she texted back, you know, this big old heart. And she's like, you know, thank you for that. And, you know, uh, I asked her, I said, you know, wouldn't that be great, you know, if we could do something like that? And she was like, you know, you know, text back, she goes, that would be amazing. And that was when I started to think about and got I'd put on my heart that principle of the two shall become one. So what does that story have to, to do with anything? Well, a lot of times when we get married, we're two separate people, right? And when we make the decision or the commitment to spend our lives together, right, and to be connected for, um, you know, for forever, you know, uh, you know basically, uh, our individual dreams and goals, they go away. And then now you have another person and you need to develop dreams and goals together. It's not about you anymore. It is about the both of you. Does that make sense? And I remember, and I'm again, full transparency, I was married before and I ended up getting divorced. My wife was married before and she had gotten a divorce. And um, let me tell you, I wish I would have learned some of these principles uh, before I had made that commitment because uh, going through um, a divorce, just in general, going through a breakup, let's just not talk about divorce, going through a breakup, it is heart-wrenching. It is uh, one of the you know, the worst things that you would have to, to go through because literally when you're with somebody, you're sharing everything, your spirits are becoming one, you're melding together. And then when you tear that apart, it is uh, like a hole that's left in your um, your spirit. Does that make any sense? And so I don't want anybody to have to go through that. But um, you know, one of the biggest mistakes that I that I made was I had individual goals and dreams. Hey, I want to do this. You know, I want to do this with my career. I want to be able to accomplish this. And when I got married, it was like, okay, cool. I'm still going to do all this stuff, and I'm bringing you along for the ride, which is not what God was talking about when he said the two shall become one. Yes, he is, you know, talking about, um, you know, when you get married, you are becoming, you know, intimate with uh, your spouse. Absolutely. But it's more so than that. It means, and this is what I have learned, is that your dreams, your goals, the things that you want uh, to do, it needs to be in alignment, not only with God, but also with your spouse. What does your spouse want to do? What does she want to accomplish? What can you guys do together? Does that make sense? And watching that episode and then talking about that with my wife, I realized is like, well, we're developing a dream and a goal together, something that we can work towards. That is what brings us closer together. That is when the two become one. And so let me ask you something. Is there a struggle in your marriage? Is there times where you and your spouse are not getting along? Is there times where you feel like, why doesn't she just understand I want to do this thing? Right. I know that there's lots of things that, uh, you know, I have, um, you know, felt 
and I've wanted to do, and she and I, you know, I'm praying to the Lord, you know, Lord, just you know, help to change her mind about this, right? And it could be anything, you know, it could be a career choice, it could be a place where you want to live, it could be how you want to raise your children, you know. I mean, the list goes on and on. But the fact of the matter is, is that when you make a commitment with your spouse, your individual goals are no more. You have decided to put that aside, and you have. Um, you know, entered into a spiritual covenant with another human being. And so now that uh, individual, that single person is dead. It's gone. And the and now you have two people coming together and now you have a uh, almost like what Jesus had modeled for us when you accept Christ in um, you into your life, the old person is gone like uh, Paul talks about and the new a new creation is created. Well, the same thing with your marriage. The old person that you used to be when you were single is no more. Now that new creation is two people coming together. Does that make any sense? So um, I wanted to, you know, to share this uh, this really simple principle, but it's so powerful. So if you find yourself um, you know, struggling in your marriage, I uh, challenge you to sit back and to look at well, what am I trying to still accomplish that I wanted to before I got married? Am I still, you know, setting goals or am I still having dreams and desires that I haven't shared with my spouse or we haven't come together to bring those uh, goals into fruition? Does that make sense? Perfect example. Uh, when my wife and I were living in Florida, when uh, we started to have children. We were talking about, you know, how we were uh, raised, you know, and how you know we grew up. And one of the things that I shared when I was growing up was that um, my um, immediate family, you know, uh, grandmother and grandfather on my dad's side and my mom's side, we didn't live close together. They lived like hours away. Um, my dad's mom and dad, they lived uh, three hours away. My mom's mom and dad, because um, I was living in California, they lived in Nevada. So they were five hours away. So um, we had to split up, you know, holidays. We weren't close. We couldn't see each other. And so on Christmas, we would go to my mom, uh, my dad's, um, um, uh, my dad's parents' house. On Thanksgiving, we would go to my mom's uh, uh, parents' house, right? And it was great, and I enjoyed that, but when um, I wanted to, to have a family, I wanted us to be close to our immediate family. I wanted our children to, uh, you know, to see their grandparents on a regular basis. I didn't want them just to be holiday um, you know, relatives. Does that make sense? And I talked about that with my wife, and she was like, you know, I totally agree. You know, we were all close together. You know, when I grew, when we were growing up, her immediate family lived in Texas and lived in the same town, and they were close. And they would on Sundays they would go and visit, and you know, they would have you know these little get-togethers, and that's what I wanted for our family. So we had started, you know, talking about that, and what we came together was, you know, we want to be closer to family. So even though we had a, um, we had a built and we had been running a, um, a successful fitness business for about six years, we made a decision. We were really just thinking like, well, we'll close it down. But then luckily enough, we had some people that are like, no, you know, we want to take this over. So we ended up selling, sold that business so that we could move to uh, Texas to be, you know, closer to my wife's 
family. Now, my wife living in Texas and my um, my family living in California, we had to make another decision. Where are we going to, to live? And again, going through, we talked about this together um, and um, knowing that California was, was very expensive, knowing that uh, the educational system there was not what we wanted, uh, we made the decision to move to uh, Texas, right? But we came to that decision together and we made that together and that was our goal as the two became one. It wasn't me, it wasn't my wife, it was us. Does that make sense? So we ended up moving to uh, Texas. And um, then the the next you know uh, question that we were talking about was, well, how do we want to educate our uh, children? Do we want to put them in public school like, like we went to? And again, we started having these discussions and we made the decision, no, it is our responsibility to bring our children up in the ways that um, the Lord talks about. It is not the government's responsibility to train our children. It's our responsibility. But we came to that decision as uh, you know Christians that is going through the scriptures. And I said, you know, um, this is what I would like to do. My wife was like, you know what? I don't know how we're going to do this, but yes, I agree. We should do this. So then we, uh, we um, decided to homeschool our children. Right, and I share these examples with you because these were not decisions that were made, um, you know, individually. These were discussions that me and my wife had, and we came together. I wish that I would have been able to apply this in uh, my first marriage, and it wouldn't have end ended so horribly. And you know, my wife and I having family members, and also having friends that are struggling, that have families, and that have end up getting divorced, knowing what that does, not only to um not only does that you know what that does to their their spirit after going through um, a divorce but what it does to the children that are now separated from their um the, the uh, they have that um insecurity before they had that security with mom and dad which is why the lord created the family unit right and when they are ripped apart from that they are outside of what god had originally intended and so now they're full of anxiety and so now they're full of you know um insecurity, which leads them to do all sorts of other crazy things, right? And so um, if I could do anything, I want to share some of these principles to keep families together, to not have to go through the pain and the agony that I went through, to not have to go through the pain and the agony that my wife had gone through. I mean, you know, um, I wish things would be different, but again, um, having a God that is uh, forgiving and loving, he's given me and my wife now a second chance, and we're doing our best to follow in his principles in order to, um, you know, to live the life that he had originally intended. Does that mean that we don't have struggles? Absolutely not. Does that mean that we're not at each other's throats sometimes? Uh, yeah. But you know what? We've learned a lot and we do our best to come back together and to apply that principle, not just about intimacy, but about your entire marriage. The two shall become one. So if you find yourself uh, struggling, I highly recommend that you look at what you have been doing. Have you been doing things separately? Have you been still trying to be married, but still living a, a life of being sing single? And I'm not talking about going out to the clubs or anything like that. I'm just talking about, you know, how you want to raise your kids. You know, how are you going to discipline them? Are you going to go to church or are you not? You know, um, 
you know, uh, do you want um, your kids to have a traditional education or do you want to homeschool them? I mean, there's all of these different things, but they should not be uh, decided upon outside of where you are. It should be done in the con- um, in the uh, the environment of the two shall become one. Remember, it's not you or it's not him or her. It's us now. And when you learn that principle and you start applying that, that is when you're going to start seeing God's best. That's when you're going to start seeing the blessings. That's when you're going to start experiencing the relationship that God originally intended. And I'm here to tell you that um, my wife and I, even though we've been married for 14 years and we loved each other the day that we uh, said, I do. But I can tell you that me and my wife have grown a lot. And we struggled in the first part of of our marriage. Just, again, trying to, you know, we we were butting heads because I wanted to do something and she wanted to do something. And we had different, you know, ideas on how we should do that. But going to church, reading the scriptures, and continually working at this, we have slowly come into a, a place now where we love each other more now than when when we were first uh, married because we are experiencing God's design for marriage. And one of those principles is the two shall become one. We don't do things outside of, um, uh, we don't make decisions as single people. We make decisions as an us. Now, do we do this correctly all the time? Absolutely not. We We still make mistakes. We're human. But if you can apply this, I'm telling you, you will unlock God's best and you will experience a marriage and a relationship that is beyond what you originally expected. So that's all that I have for you today. I hope you got some value out of this and please uh, you know, tune in because I'm going to be going over some other principles on how to have a successful marriage, how to bulletproof your marriage and things that me and my wife have learned and have applied that have allowed us to have the relationship that we have now. And that is our dream for everybody else. So you have an awesome day. And as always, I'm to talk to you in the next episode. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining me today. I hope you found this episode informative, inspiring, and most of all, helpful. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, leave a review, and share it with your family and friends. Until next time, keep searching God's word and applying what you have learned to live an abundant life that honors him.